Welcome back to another episode of the Quantium Cast. I'm your host Ryan Kier of quantumresearch.co.uk and in this episode we are going to be looking at Alibaba, the giant in the tech world that seems to have not outperformed as of recent days. Their shares are down roughly 20% from the highs at 320, they're about 260. And that's as of the 11th of November, 2020, just for reference. So before we dive deep into the numbers, it would be important to probably look at what Alibaba do, because many may have heard of them as a tech giant, but it's important to consider what they actually do. So the revenue breakdown is as follows. For 2020, the expectation is to have 65% accounted for by, I'll quote exactly what it says on their accounts, China commerce revenue. But the truth is that's just basically e-commerce. You've got a couple other important parts to the business too. Chinese wholesale and other revenue, that's at 12%. Then you've got international commerce revenues at 8%. That's a business that is growing. You can see how dominant their Chinese element is. You've also got cloud computing revenues at 8% as well. And the final part of their revenue is accounted for by digital media and innovation initiatives revenues. So just from some of those numbers mentioned right now, it's safe to say that Alibaba is not only just a tech company, but the majority of their revenues come from e-commerce and particularly in China. So if that sector grows, the e-commerce sector in China, then it is likely that the growth prospects for Alibaba as a company and thus their shares are much nicer. We've just heard recently that China's economy is expecting its GDP to only grow by 2% for this year. And historically, if we look back to 1988, that was the last time they'd seen growth below positive 6%. But on the bright side, positive 2% isn't negative, right? So the economy is still growing and thus the revenues are likely to grow with the growth of the e-commerce sector. We've seen with the recent pandemic that money flows have gone from value stocks to growth stocks. But as of recent days, we've literally seen a rotational shift where you've seen hedge funds and global money managers pouring their money out of these tech stocks. Apple, Google, Netflix, Alibaba even. They've been selling off these companies to buy into value stocks, ones with low book to market valuations, low price to earnings ratio multiples. You've seen companies that are making say 10 million a year valued at 30 million market cap doing much better off than the ones making 10 million a year valued at a billion or so, a hundred times price to earnings ratio. But the thing is, it's only been a couple of days where we've had value outperforming growth and growth has been outperforming for roughly the past decade. Growth, as we said, companies that are generally valued much higher than their book valuations, the companies that are having huge growth of revenue. Alibaba, the reason why we're focusing on these guys is because they have huge revenue growth, consistent year-on-year -year revenue growth, to the point where even though they're making roughly 80 billion in sales, they're still managing to be on track to get the 100 billion forecasted for 2021. And if you think Alibaba's an outperformer, well, let's look at the raw data. In terms of revenues of the past eight earnings reports, the revenues, the actual revenues, have beaten the market consensus seven out of eight times. Revenues are important, right? But the problem is higher revenues doesn't necessarily mean higher profits. Generally, with tech companies, you don't see that. But 
with these guys, you have higher revenue and you have higher net income, in this case, profits, right? Eight out of the past eight reports have been beats for profit figures. And the net income figures for the last one were roughly 25% above what the market expected. Now that is impressive. You'd have probably thought Alibaba is probably one of those trillion dollar companies. Well, they aren't. They have a market cap of $718 billion at the current moment of recording. Revenue expectation year to date is about 83 billion. And that's up $10 billion. Bear in mind, we're doing this in dollars. So $718 billion market cap. Revenues at 83 billion, up 10 billion from last year. Roughly 29% growth. It's impressive that this company can deliver revenue growth year on year and also growth in its net income. It's amazing to see that. You're probably wondering about earnings multiples. Well, these guys are currently valued at 45 times earnings. That's quite a bit for a normal company. But when you look at tech companies, they're cheap versus most. Shopify, this is the current moment where we assume earnings, then we get the price to earnings ratio. Shopify is valued at roughly 200 and 20 times its yearly earnings. And, and that's what you tend to see for most of these tech stocks. The most apparent figure I tend to see is between 80 and 100 times earnings of where the company is trading. Well, the forward price to earnings ratio, so in 12 months time, the expectation is that if the price is currently at what it is now, Alibaba will be only 27.65 times earnings. Well, you're probably thinking 27 times earnings is still quite high. You see some stocks in the oil and gas sector, for example, at three or four times earnings. Well, some of these companies are losing money, so they have negative PE multiple, or really just you shouldn't compute it anyways. Most of the systems here for price data won't compute negative earnings in terms of a price to earnings ratio. But it's interesting to see that those companies have underperformed these. These have outperformed those. Growth stocks have outperformed value companies for the past decade. Only as of the past three days have you seen a shift of funds into small caps and then funds being taken out of these growth stocks. But these growth stocks are still in healthy uptrends across the board. And this is somewhat of a correction. These stocks have hit all-time highs and probably made new highs after this quote-unquote COVID recession. It's almost been a blessing from the heavens for these companies. Alibaba had one of their biggest events of the year recently. It was called Singles Day, literally for people who are not in a relationship. Well, you don't have to not be in a relationship to use it, but that's the occasion. Just like Christmas, you have people that don't celebrate Christmas, but still everyone wants a gift, right? So what has happened is that Alibaba has sold roughly $58 billion worth of items, including pre-orders and all that stuff, in that one day alone. That's a lot of revenue. That's more revenue than we've seen any other company get in one seasonal day's trading. And they outperformed expectations. That's another positive for the next earnings report. But here's the problem. Alibaba has also been in the news for something not so great. They own a 33% share in a company called Ant Financial. And Ant Financial is owned by Jack Ma and a couple other investors. It was founded by Jack Ma. He's got a decent stake in it. Jack Ma is the guy who founded Alibaba as well. You may or may not have already heard of Alipay. Well, this is Alibaba's payment platform where Alibaba has a 33% stake in. Ant Financial, the parent company of Alipay, 
Remember, Alibaba has 33% of a stake in Ant Financial who own Alipay. Well, Ant Financial was thinking of listing on the public stock exchange, and that happens through a process called an IPO. If you've ever heard that term, you'll probably recognize it. It stands for an initial public offering. When a company has an IPO, that's the process in which they list on the stock market. Well, Ant Financial was trying to list on a, a Chinese stock exchange, and well, they were previously valued at $150 billion equivalent to the point where there was such an interest in their IPO that they were valued at roughly $280 billion with the oversubscribed offering. And they were about to list. But before they list, the regulators in China had a problem with the company. They said that they were so over leveraged, I believe, to the point where with their loans, they do something called micro lending. They were 40, 50 times over leveraged, but the government was thinking of putting a cap at something like two or three. So this wasn't an issue that could be solved within minutes. It's not an issue of a, a little bit of mistakes on the paperwork. No, this is a leverage issue, which is dangerous. I guess China didn't want that kind of company publicly listed, especially if there was a huge tail event to the point where loans collapse, they're over leveraged, they can't pay that money back. And it looks really bad for Chinese regulators. So long story short, the IPO didn't end up happening. And Alibaba's shares had already priced in 130 billion premium times the 33% share they had. So roughly what, 40 billion or so dollars extra in terms of their asset values. They'd priced that in, that was already priced into their shares. Hence why the shares rallied on rumors of this happening and getting over with. Nobody really expected this to just stop. So Alibaba's 33% stake on the previous 150 billion should represent roughly $50 billion of value. So that's still, assuming they end up IPOing after everything's sorted, you take even a 50% haircut on what they would have been listed at. Alibaba's stake's roughly worth $50 billion US. So if we think about it, if the IPO of Ant Financial goes through and the valuation is any higher than this, the market's gonna price that in, which means there's a little bit of upside for Alibaba shares. And the e-commerce side of Alibaba's business on the contrary to any of this stuff, is still doing extremely well. And we mustn't, mustn't ignore that. We talked about the figures earlier and the cash balance of the business is also quite strong. Normally, when you're investing in a company that's quote unquote classed as growth, you kind of worry about how much cash they have. And is it likely that they're gonna raise money or things are gonna get ugly? Well, these guys, if we look at their balance sheet, they have a decent amount of cash available. If we convert everything in terms of dollars, and we use cash and cash equivalents and short-term investments altogether, they have $51 billion. This is up 20 billion from last year. $51 billion on a market cap, roughly 700 billion. It's decent. You know the term, cash is king. And if you have a lot of cash, you're likely to have a lot of power. In this case, $50 billion of liquid assets. That's amazing. Personally, I'm fascinated by the fact that Alibaba has dominated China and yet its international revenues seem minimal with relation to anything else. Now let's look at some of the forecasts for next year. In terms of revenue, they're expected to do roughly $105 billion. Now that is a 42% increase from what they're expected to do this year, roughly 80 billion or so. Gross profit increasing, net income increasing, all the important bits that we have to consider. Earnings per share, they're expecting roughly $9.60 a share. Right now, shares are at 260 or so. So that's decent. That's a 50% increase from 
the expectation for this year. Cash is all good. Everything just looks so positive for these guys. Now, the thing is, even though Alibaba may look an attractive company to be invested in at the current moment, where is the right price to buy at? Now, that is the question I have on my mind at the current moment. In terms of trend, I would like this to stay above 220, but I would be comfortable buying in tranches anywhere from two, if I pull up the chart really quickly, 240, 220 or so, as high as 245, I'd like to buy a couple tranches and I would have a personal price target of $400 and beyond. I know a couple of brokers are saying 330, 360, but their calculations are done of sum of parts. So they call it the SOTP process, the sum of the parts. What they're doing is they're adding up the individual parts of the business. Well, when the business is growing, you can't make a fair estimate by, by just assuming that everything's going to be constant. So I don't believe that those estimates are fair. And even they are saying 330 or so. Earlier, we were talking about price to earnings ratios. Well, let's look at the forward price to earnings ratios. So the 12 month expectations for some competitors in the space of similar sizes. We could say businesses such as Mercado Libre, that's the quote unquote Amazon of Latin America, that uh, is worth about $60 billion or so equivalent. And they have a price to earnings ratio of 472 times. But the problem is 64 billion versus 718 billion isn't really fair. Companies of similar size, if we were to find anyone, would be Amazon. They're at $1.57 trillion. So they're double these guys, the price to earnings ratio, the forward price to earnings ratio. So the expectation of what it would be if you get this price now and you work out the PE of the earnings expectation for 12 months from now. That's 55.3 times. JD.com is another company we could use. 37 times price earnings ratio expectation. Market cap around $130 billion. They're actually Chinese and they're the closest business we can find to Alibaba. Now, Alibaba's expectation, given the current price, is probably likely to be in the ranges between 24.1 or so to just under 26. That shows that Alibaba is cheap relative to a couple of peers. It's not the greatest comparator, but it provides some perspective. And Alibaba seems to be one that's been beaten down versus these competitors in the space, which isn't that great. Maybe it's because of this whole ant financial drama of the IPO not having gone through yet, but that will eventually go through. You think a fella who grew up in so much struggle, rejected from Harvard 10 times. This is Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba, was rejected from Harvard 10 times. In fact, to get into college, he had to retake his test three times, the equivalent of what they had there in China. This guy is a hustler. He doesn't give up. That's the kind of management you like to have in place. Do you think one regulatory hurdle is going to stop this guy from following through with one of his big aspirations? I think not. But you could argue that the regulators are just trying to make sure that the valuation multiple is not so high. At 150 billion, they seem to be okay with it. Then it was oversubscribed at the last minute to the point where it's 280 billion as the market cap expectation. Well, that now is likely not to be the case. So will the regulators confer they can fix this leverage system and then Ant Group will be listed on the public stock exchange? We don't know. But if that happens, along with consistent growth across the e-commerce area in China and abroad, then we would expect Alibaba shares to go higher. At the moment, 265, I mentioned roughly 220 
to 245, I'd like to buy tranches in with a target of around 400 or so with, let's say by the end of 2021, based off my estimates myself. I'd like to have an investment in these guys, hold them. I like this kind of company and I rarely tend to find a quality business. But before we finish off the episode, let's look at some of the risks in detail. Well, you've seen that the election result in the US has been contested. And we don't know who's going to be president at the moment. We've already gotten the result where Joe Biden had won, but now there's a contested result. And there's some form of legal grounds. We don't know what's going to happen, but Trump seems to be going at it. He hasn't given up yet, which generally could lead to a switch. The problem is, right, if Trump gets back in charge, people could say he's going to be really harsh on China and all that stuff. But the thing is, whilst Chinese stocks have underperformed US stocks, that's fair to say, right? Chinese stocks have still done quite well. So I wouldn't be too afraid of Donald Trump and I wouldn't be too bullish because Joe Biden is in charge because he's, he's mentioned some policies about regulating against China and all that stuff. But really, China doesn't have too much exposure abroad. A little bit seems to be worrying for, for people these days, but they seem to be all right. China is their main market. If China grows, these guys grow. Simple. Now, there's a lot of competition in e-commerce as well. You've got JD.com. Now, you've got another super major company called Tencent. They seem to be outperforming Alibaba right now. And there's a fierce amount of competition in e-commerce. Maybe Tencent tries to to take on Alibaba. Who knows? That could be possible. There's also competition in sectors, segments rather, that are not related to e-commerce. If Alibaba can't grow those areas, they're going to have way too much exposure to one particular area, which means if things go wrong for e-commerce for some reason, then these guys are going to have some struggles. Not only are their shares going to take a little hit, they might take a serious hit to the viability of its business model. So that's a little worrying. Consider these and then make your own decision. But I personally am looking to get these around 220 to 245 or so, a couple tranches. Maybe I'll get partial fill. Maybe I won't get any shares. Maybe I'll get a full amount and lose money, who knows? But uh, I'm willing and I would like to have those shares at around there. And my target would be around the high 300s, 400 lows or so within about a year. But look, this is only my opinion, merely my own opinion. I'm not advising anyone follows me. I, in fact, advise you to make your own decision <laughs> on everything you do and not get influenced by others to buy something just because someone else says so. That's not even advice, so don't take that as advice. <laughs> not regulated in that respect at all. Nonetheless, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Quantium Cast. I've been your host, Ryan Kia of quantiumresearch.co.uk, and the new website update is coming out soon. We look forward for you all to see it. And if you haven't already, check out our £10,000 live trading account series. This episode, where we talked about Alibaba, we're actually considering some shares for here, and then some shares from my own personal account too. I hope this episode has been informative in any way. If you want to keep up to date with our streams, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Quantium Research. We're also on TradingView as well, but YouTube is also where our stream archives are uploaded. We have videos of our last few trades too. Our last trade was on Rolls-Royce, and to find out how that went, check out our latest video on the YouTube channel. I've been your host, Ryan Kia of quantiumresearch.co.uk. This was another episode of the Quantium Cast. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.